Welcome to Calling It Out, the podcast dedicated to calling out the BS in your head and teaching you how to free yourself from an eating disorder or an eating distress. Throughout this podcast, we'll be looking at the way we think and how it impacts our behaviours. With each episode, we'll be teaching you how you can change your thinking in order to lead a freer life. I'll be your host, Jacqueline Campion. Hello and welcome to season two, episode six. Thank you for your patience and waiting approximately what feels like 20 years for this episode. I'm Jacqueline Campion and I continue to be your host um, for this week's episode. And for this week's episode, we are going to be we as in just me talking to the microphone, but hopefully you'll join in, maybe respond. Um, we're going to be looking at pressure and expectations. So first and foremost, why I want to be covering this topic is that it is ubiquitous. I'm just surprised producer Cassie there with that. So pressure and expectations are absolutely from what I can see in sessions at the moment, it, it is very prominent um, and it's pretty much popping up everywhere at the moment, regardless of what stage you're at in your journey for whether it's freedom from emotional distress, freedom from not good enough um, freedom from being dictated by that inner critic, freedom around the relationship with food or your body, freedom from an eating distress. Pressure and expectations is definitely um, coming up in lots of different ways. So really kind of what I'm seeing at the moment is that especially those that are doing the recovery work and they are kind of showing up daily and applying kind of tips and tools and, you know, feeling the fear and doing it anyway, challenging the condition. There's a lot of kind of not good enough syndrome hijacking um what would you say? I'm not really mad on the word kind of recovery progression, but yeah, I suppose kind of definitely hijacking um, the idea of actually even just allowing yourself to give yourself credit and kind of be proud of where you are today. So there's a couple of things that I want to be looking at. Um, there was actually a question that was sent in on the Marino TC Instagram and there was a few of them. And over the next couple of episodes, I'm going to be just answering them at the end of the episode. So one of the questions was sent in was about how to stop a relapse. So I'm going to be answering that at the end of the episode today. So first and foremost, in terms of pressure. It is absolutely debilitating when it comes to even like a self-development journey. And as I'm often saying, that kind of condition style thinking and that not good enough syndrome and um, the condition style thinking is like a virus. It is it's it's like diet culture in itself. It's adapting in order to survive Um, like many of these kind of um just say yeah these kind of systems that are in place when we start becoming aware of them and we start questioning them um it's it's that kind of virus that is adapting in order to survive so a lot of people experiencing you know the eating distress or an emotional distress or a not good enough syndrome can be by nature quite ambitious but when that's getting hijacked by fear and a not good enough um it can be really debilitating when you are working towards freeing yourself from any kind of shoulds, have to, needs to. Ultimately, what we want to be doing is alleviating ourselves from the pressure 
because it doesn't work. So the not good enough syndrome and the condition style thinking, that kind of ED style thinking is going to be very much so promoting pressure and will be smear campaign and the idea of taking the pressure off. So one thing about looking at pressure is that there can be a time and place for for it sometimes, um, but it's not very maintainable as a as a long term approach to kind of productivity or recovery um, or, or freeing yourself um, from any sort of kind of bullies in your head. So first, what we want to do is we want to bring awareness to it. So sometimes we don't even realize that we're actually putting ourselves under a lot of pressure. So the, as as always, bringing back the kind of basics and the simple tools of really getting curious about your language and just starting to bring awareness to it. Because a lot of the time on this journey, you're, you're whether it's, you know, in recovery or it's in life or it's professionally or it's personally, um, it's a lot of our aspirations can then become laws. So that's really important about like do our, what once was a dream and what once was an aspiration and what was once something we had hope for. Um, is that now actually developing into a law and an ironclad rule that is then kind of followed up with a lot of kind of language of that I have to, I should and I need to. So a lot of the time it's, you know, just bringing that awareness that like where you are at the moment is maybe what once was the dream but when you carry um, that not good enough syndrome with you through life it's that real sense of not kind of enough so even just taking the opportunity even like getting your journal and just reflecting of like okay where maybe could I be experiencing pressure at the moment you know is it my relationships is it work school college body food um, and just looking at that kind of lingo so you could actually be experiencing the opposite where maybe you're not necessarily kind of how would you say yeah, you're kind of experiencing the opposite where your response to the pressure is is actually coming out in procrastination. And the procrastination is something that sometimes as, as a society, we don't always have the same level of compassion for. So we are very quick to kind of judge and see it as lazy. So when you have when you're experiencing emotional stress and especially eating distress there's often going to be a really high expectation and high expectations are just a different form of the unattainable so what is sometimes coming out in the area of kind of sizeism and how our body should look and how we should be eating and everything like that um, it can then be developing that the new attain- unattainable is not kind of size um, but is these kind of high expectations and then it can develop as well then it's kind of be a response of um you could be responding in a way of perfectionism. So you some, on one side of the kind of spectrum, you could have that perfectionism. And then on the other side of it, you can have the procrastination. So you've got two sides of the same coin. Um, but as I was saying, just bringing awareness to the kind of the judgment. So if you are noticing that you're avoiding certain areas of recovery or you're noticing that you're avoiding certain kind of um kind of projects or things that maybe even need to be done just even in your own kind of self-care or even just simple things like even housework and things like that um if you're noticing that you're putting things off it's a really great opportunity to kind of kind of thinking it inking it and getting curious about the story that you're telling yourself there and because that actually can often come down to very high expectations and a fear that we're never really going to actually be achieving that so there's no point anyway and we can make it really complicated and we're going to say we'll wait until we have x y and z done and then we'll do that I'll do that when I'll do that when 
So that just ends up kind of kicking the can further down the road. So you can do that with even like certain areas that maybe if you're working with a practitioner at the moment um, and your own kind of freedom journey, you might notice that there's certain kind of recommendations that are being maybe given um, or certain suggestions and you are, I suppose, actively maybe avoiding certain areas. So just even getting really curious about that because most of the time there's going to be an underlying kind of fear, high expectation as a res- then a lot of kind of pressure and then procrastination is just a response. So, you know, you're not like the, the word lazy is is really very much so kind of laced in, in judgment. And then that can enter quite um quite a destructive cycle in terms of guilt and that. So really just bringing the awareness to the fear, the perfectionism. You know, perfectionism is really just another opportunity um, and another way to just kind of criticize ourselves. So just asking the questions, as always, you know, anytime you're noticing yourself becoming critical of how you're thinking, where you are, what's kind of going on in your life, if it's not matching your expectations. I think most of us are experiencing kind of life at the moment and it is not necessarily meeting our expectations or what we thought was going to be. So that's why a lot of us can be finding this time quite distressing and because you know when expectations aren't getting met there can be lots of things happening within the body and creating a lot of distress so that's a really kind of helpful way even to kind of bring awareness like when you're thinking about maybe for example even just the recovery journey the freedom journey and your relationship with yourself body food other people and certain tasks maybe at home or in work or anything like that, just even noticing what's happening in the body, even, for example, the idea of like when it kind of comes to it, even just meeting people. And that can be just if if you feel like that's something that you kind of want to push off and we feel like we're maybe slotting back into maybe not seeing people and that's maybe our comfort zone at the moment. Just a really great opportunity to drop down into the body and get curious about what you're noticing happening within the body with the idea um, of certain maybe challenges, even just the idea of recovery um, or as said just even simple simply on on a social level the idea of maybe going back to the office and so that's just bringing our awareness to it to it and getting quite curious about it which because as usual the awareness acceptance action because ultimately the pressure it's it's just not very kind of productive in the long run and when it's being driven by a very high expectation so we just want to kind of identify particular obstacles so we can be making the journey much easier for ourselves um so as always watch out for the lingo of should have to need can't um what if and also bring an awareness if there's any sense of like a sense of urgency so especially kind of with the recovery journey as well like I suppose one thing is some of you may be her only kind of maybe new to the idea of recovery and freedom from ED, emotional distress and eating distress. Um, And one thing is is that like if you kind of notice yourself quite hesitant to maybe kind of maybe either dip back into it or approach it or work on it and there can be a lot of hesitation there. So that's a really great opportunity as well about like, well, what are your expectations of recovery and the freedom journey? Because if we actually have our kind of understanding of it and um, our expectations are all in line with the reality of the recovery there's not always going to be so much kind of resistance and um, yeah resistance and procrastination and putting it off and unfortunately you know especially things like we eat and distress it's not going to go away on its own so you know this life isn't a dress rehearsal so it is a case of like okay well if not now you know 
when so you can just I suppose even asking these questions from a place of love as opposed to fear so I had put out on the Instagram about basically asking your just kind of a bit of feedback on your own experiences in the area of kind of pressure and expectations when it comes to recovery and it was just read and first of all just thank you so much for the feedback and just I suppose sharing these kind of things with us it's it's really really appreciated and we're we're always kind of learning from one another so I really appreciate just even the responses there was just such an underlying theme and I suppose it really just confirms what I was talking about earlier on that like most of the areas that we feel pressure is time that like I'm not recovered yet that I'm getting older and I'm still not fully recovered and another area that we're experiencing kind of pressure is that when I'm fully like to be fully recovered and to never slip up and um, the pressure to be free that I'm judging my thoughts and I'm judging the idea that I shouldn't be or that I, I'm judging the idea that I should actually be experiencing freedom at the moment. I'm judging my thoughts about sizeism and I'm carrying a lot of guilt around that. Um, I'm beating myself up for having read thoughts um, and also the fact that I'm not recovered by now and I should be recovered by a certain time. So, I mean, that has been sent in by several different people and the theme, it just shows that how, again, that virus is adapting in order to survive. So first and foremost, in, if you're experiencing these kind of, again, you can hear the language that like to never slip, slip up and that I'm not recovered um, by a certain time. So you've got these kind of time limits and time frames. And like, of course, you know, theoretically, when you're maybe putting a goal in place, you'll often kind of be encouraged to have a specific time frame to kind of work towards. But everything is a guideline. And if you're kind of approaching a timeline or a time frame from a place of fear and pressure and you attach the meaning to it, that it means that you're doing it wrong, you're not good enough, if it's not in line with that, that's just basically more conditioned thinking and more self-limiting beliefs because it's not always about kind of um, how we're looking at something, but sometimes just getting curious about the meaning that we attach to when we're looking at that. So even, for example, like it could, you know, where you're at in your recovery journey, where you're at in your life, where you're at in your personal life and relationships, where you're at with your relationship with food and your body. So it's not necessarily about kind of um you know, how we're looking at it, but the meaning we attach to how we're looking at it. So there can be a real sense of like, I'm not doing this right. First, we want to get curious about like what's driving the pressure. So in any area of your life, you know, is it coming from a place of fear? Um, is it coming from different kind of conditioning that you've maybe been exposed to, you know, in your own society, in your own families, in your own peer groups, in your workplace? Different cultures are often promoted, um, you know, in different subcultures that you can be part of. So family, friends, work, the society we live in the part of the world that you're living in. So it's a wonderful opportunity to actually kind of be questioned like, okay, what's driving this pressure? Do you know what's the meaning that I'm attaching to the idea of actually achieving this? Um, and these are really, again, always would encourage you to think it, ink it, so you can be getting more clarity of thought. And the more clarity you're having of thought, the more you can be stepping into the role of the awareness and the observer. And you can actually start kind of choosing different ways and, and, and focusing on different things. So even like when it comes to the idea of recovery, I would encourage, you know, whether you're attending groups or you're attending kind of one to one sessions, speaking to your practitioner and, and kind of checking in instead of kind of judging that there's such 
a huge, um, especially over the last few months, a massive increase in those judging their recovery and judging their freedom journeys of where they're at. And I suppose that's an opportunity to kind of check in that like, when you're experiencing recovery, I would encourage you to ask, you know, a practitioner or at group and ask questions instead of actually having these statements and these judgments yourself, shift the critical to the curious and bring those questions. You know, obviously I can't be giving you specific advice, but even just looking at understanding recovery as a journey, just to kind of clear up a few things, because our expectation of recovery and our expectation of ourselves is really going to often determine what kind of pressure we're putting ourselves under and how we're viewing where we're at at the moment so just coming to the idea of like being fully recovered and never never slipping up to be fully recovered first and foremost I would encourage get curious about your definition of full recovery and whether it's working for you so being fully recovered is not about this idea we're not changing Stalin to Hitler or Hitler to Stalin it's not an idea of like you can hear the language there it's like there's no there's no space to be human you know there's no space to actually yeah embrace our humanity so it just means that when you're experiencing um you know different kind of stresses in life that you're responding from a place of you know you're looking at your options you're look you're you're, you're recognizing your capabilities, you know, you're trusting that you can respond from a place of care as opposed to a place of self-harm. So there's no kind of like, well, this is where you're at now and you can never slip up. So that's, again, a lot of a lot of pressure. And um, so I definitely would look at the definitions of what's your definition of freedom and what's your definition of recovery and whether it's working free and do check in in terms of even through the Instagram, the groups or um, your own practitioner. Like this is the first time that you've kind of experienced, you know, the recovery. So we're not always, especially when you have the not good enough kind of veiling your vision a lot of the time. And um, we're not always in a place to be to be judging the recovery. So, again, the idea of like judging thoughts, there's a sense there of like, you know, how should I be thinking? So when this idea of recovered and free becomes like another stick to beat yourself up with this is just again giving us a lot of information about our definitions and yeah it's just another unattainable so really kind of owning our definitions not being afraid that it's not you're not when you're speaking to somebody who's fully recovered like it's not a sense of like they know more than you or there's a higher level of competency there do you know that it's it's just it's just getting curious because instead of even kind of comparing and seeing it as just another carrot at the end of the stick, give yourself a voice and a choice of kind of like what you would like to be experiencing um, as opposed to thinking, oh, so and so would probably never do this. You know, we can be very good at kind of seeing and hearing things that we that we want to so we can kind of use them against ourselves and um, which is just a condition strategy so again even with time frames like yeah of course like the idea of eating distress no one decides to have an eating distress but you know we do have a choice when it comes to recovery so there is a difference between like entertaining kind of condition and ed and taking the pressure off so taking the pressure off doesn't mean that it's like oh well like you know, I'm giving my, the, the tone, it's going to require a lot of self-honesty to kind of differentiate between the two. So the language and the tonality and the intention would normally give it away of whether we're actually taking the pressure off or we're actually just avoiding challenging the the self-harming behaviors and the self-sabotaging thoughts. So that's just something to kind of keep an eye out as well, because yeah, like the reality of it is, is that condition can obviously steal a lot of your 
days, months and years. But if we give ourselves a choice and we can motivate ourselves either by inspiration or even desperation sometimes as well, you know, just recognizing that the pressure is a conditioned strategy because the more you feel pressured, the more likely you are to burn out pretty quick. So how do we alleviate pressure? So first and foremost, maybe looking at maybe why you'd want to do that, because there still can be the self like when I'm talking about pressure, I'm talking about like debilitating pressure where the expectation is just not in line with reality. It's come from a self-limiting belief and it's just making you feel heavy. It's unhelpful and it's not actually increasing any sort of kind of what would you say productivity or progression in recovery. Because I suppose like there's a fine line, like recovery obviously does take effort and, you know, yes, we're human beings and we're not human doings, but also recovery is not going to happen without action. So it's really just about rewiring the belief systems, looking at the different motivations, looking ultimately like how do you alleviate the pressure so as I was saying like yeah why do you want to do that because so bring awareness to how the conditions like well if it comes to school college work um finances nutrition your body if you so first and foremost look at maybe your own track record and whether putting yourself under that amount of pressure has actually helped in the long run So you can get little bursts of where it can be helpful, but most of the time it's not very maintainable. So just, I suppose, waking up to the realization that that kind of heavy pressure should have to need to is not maintainable. So it's a marathon, not a sprint, lads. So really just bringing awareness to that. Okay, so taking the pressure off is most of the time going to be bringing us to a win win situation, which actually does exist. So. If you want to be moving forward, if you want to actually have a quality of life while you're working on certain kind of freedom goals, recovery goals, life goals, whatever. um, First and foremost, really like, again, bringing awareness to it, prioritizing. So time management is reflective of value management. Okay, so especially with recovery, I'm going to just maybe look at recovery and the freedom journey and things like that. We can make a lot of excuses to put off what absolutely I'm going to use the word needs to be done in order to achieve something you say that you want. So prioritizing. So even making a simple list, even just I say, for example, in the morning, what absolutely has to be done today? Because we are sometimes fabulous at like having these lists that follow us around for decades and the constant kind of home of like it's not done yet. So keep it simple and like even just like three things, what absolutely has to be done today? And what are my priorities today when it comes to recovery and it comes to freedom? Like, okay, what could I do for my body today? What could I do for recovery today? What could I be doing for freedom today? You know, where could I be saying no to the condition and actually prioritizing that? Because it's like, you know, it's like if you have a jar and you've got sand, golf balls and pebbles. And I mean, some of you have heard this already. I'm not going, I'm going to paraphrase the whole whatever it's called story about the lecture like if you visualize having a jar if you want to have the sand the pebbles the small stones and the golf balls all fitting into the jar nice and snug if you put in the sand first and then you put in the pebbles first into that jar there's going to be no space for any sort of larger stones or golf balls so pretty much what you want to be asking yourself what are what are your golf balls as, as I don't, for want of more psychological jargon, right? What are my golf balls today? Because if you put the golf balls in first and then you put in the little smaller stones around that and then you place in the pebbles and then you just nicely pour the sand into the jar and it all just fits in nicely all around the golf balls, all around the pebbles. So 
look if it gives you a little bit I mean I do feel a little bit ridiculous asking myself what are my golf balls today but you look a bit of lightness kind of alleviates a bit of pressure straight away so prioritizing it keeping it simple check in with your expectations question them work personal life financially freedom relationship with yourself other people body food wherever all of the above are my expectations are they making me feel heavy light what am I noticing happening in the body when I'm even thinking about these expectations is there a tightness in my chest is there not in my tummy so dropping down into the body and become practicing becoming the awareness now if you're practicing self-harm and behaviors you're going to be more body mind disconnected so this one is a little bit more challenging I for for yourself I would be saying just focusing more on the thinking and the language and translating it to the freedom language um, like what could I do what would I like to do but if you're working on the body mind connection and you've kind of yeah you can kind of that that's kind of coming on a little bit just be practicing like what am I noticing in the body and even kind of noticing wanting to maybe sometimes run from that or what happens you know um so just collecting all that information um it's going to be fabulous for taking off the pressure and then yeah bring awareness to kind of like where these expectations are coming from like are they coming from family are they coming from what you're consuming are they coming from what you're listening to reading to who you're speaking to because especially when it comes to emotional distress and eating distress we're going to be highly sensitive so we can be like a sponge to everything and so and so is doing this and so and so is doing that and um, we don't always have a boundary a boundary there so that's kind of seeps in a little bit to compare in which there's a whole episode on um, I can't remember what that one was I think it was maybe four but how to overcome comparing so that could be an idea of listening to that episode because really when this kind of pressure is happening how I would describe it from my own personal experience is that it's like a dull chronic pain that really just transforms into just like prolonged suffering where there's this like inability to experience any sense of contentment because like nothing's good enough and as soon and you can be really kind of you could be achieving things and you've been getting there and you can be doing the work but when you've got that not good enough and there's on to the next thing on to the next thing it's just like you kind of just chew up these kind of experiences and you just throw them away it's not about it's it's really I suppose it comes down to really valuing what what we're doing at the moment like actually stopping and taking stock of like look at where you've come from you know look at where you are at the moment look at what you've actually and taking that opportunity to sit down and actually write about like what could I be giving myself credit for like what have I actually done well today or what have I done well so far because if you don't allow yourself to value what you're doing now in your recovery or in your journey it's going to be very challenging to make any progressions so what if the rainbow was actually the pot of gold what impact would that actually have in how you're approaching your freedom journey so instead of like seeing it as this destination get a fishing rod and actually get curious about how you could be bringing ex- ex- that experience to kind of you know hashtag no pressure and more freedom into the present moment So the question that was sent in and thank you once again, I just think it's fabulous when you're sending in these questions and it just really takes a lot of courage and a lot of embracing the whole human side and vulnerability when you're sending them in. So I really appreciate it. So how do you stop a relapse? Well, first, what I'd recommend is stop using the word relapse. So never mind stopping the relapse, watching the lingo. So this is really popular when it comes to like, well, I'm going to call it psychological jargon, right? Does the word relapse make you feel heavy or light? And also get curious about what is the meaning you attach to a relapse and what's your definition of it? So when you are on a journey where you're trying to free yourself from any sort of like harming experience, 
or you want to go to a place where you're making more helpful choices for yourself. Again, like, I mean, as much as it, it is obviously a bit of a cliche, like recovery is a process, right? But it's the idea of relapse. It insinuates from, I suppose, when I hear it and when I hear clients speak about it, there's this sense of like that the journey is like linear and you see it all the time and you see all the little recovery memes or memes. I don't know how to pronounce it going around. Instagram and you've got like here's your expectation and it's like a, it's a line and then you've got like here's the reality and it's a little squiggy thing squiggly line and you're like yeah grand I've been told I hear it all the time but you can hear these things a lot of the time especially now when like recovery and there's a lot of people talking about it not always practicing it either as well and actually that's a massive thing when it comes to pressure and expectations there's a lot of people that are talking about like freedom and recovery and they can be putting up a lot of these like wonderful things and everything is great and like I know myself sometimes as well like I do encourage a bit of light thinking because the condition can go into a lot of massive victim mode sometimes so the idea of even just being light in your thinking can be potentially revolutionary but do watch out for that idea like just bring awareness to like you know these kind of highlights that you're getting about someone who is recovered if you know anybody who is fully free from self-harming behaviors there is an absolute collection of times where it it has been up and down back and forth it is all part of the journey so instead of actually judging it and kind of someone's this again this pressure how do I stop a relapse so that's like saying don't think about the blue car don't think about the blue car don't think about the blue car so on a subconscious level your subconscious mind it doesn't kind of take in the down part and it can just hear blue car blue car blue car so like this pressure that we're putting ourselves like you're not going to be any better or any more enough when you're when you aren't practicing self-harming behavior so whether you're practicing self-harming behavior or not you are still worthy so taking that pressure off and getting curious about our expectations and take the opportunity the this idea of a relapse I mean it's such in my personal experiences, it is so unhelpful when you're working with human beings that you're like, now watch out for the relapse because, you know, like you have a tendency for X, Y and Z. So this is all going into the beliefs that we're having about ourselves. So I suppose getting like just taking that kind of fear away and more like, OK, well, if you are experiencing maybe familiar behaviours, well, what's this highlighting for me? Your, your self-harming behaviours are always going to be a call to actually look at something deeper and just getting curious about it. So even like if you feel like maybe to come back to a group, I know a lot of people throughout the kind of last kind of 12 months or so um, are experiencing a lot of shame and guilt and don't want to maybe reconnect with maybe groups or one to one sessions, but you're not doing any anything wrong like this wasn't anything that we were expecting or was part of the plan you're having a a human experience and even allowing yourself to ask what would I need to let go of in order to actually show up from a place of compassion for myself today so thank you very much for listening to today's episode hopefully there's something that you've taken from it and if you enjoy the podcast if you if you found them helpful and you think maybe someone you know would find them helpful it would be really appreciated if you could share the podcast sharing the message of full freedom and um, yeah thank you so much for listening and those of you who have actually been sharing the podcast it is absolutely incredible and genuinely overwhelming in the nice possible way in the nicest possible way and it's so so appreciated so full freedom is possible be gentle with yourselves and firm with the condition thinking and ciao for now 